0: Special episode coming up for today on Robbie South on leadership. We've got a very special guest who has a wealth of knowledge and experience in leadership and management. He has a little bit of both experience there, and he's going to give us some insight on his personal experiences with both of those in his lifetime and how he has developed his personal skill to become the best leader that he is today and how he is personally building leaders within his own organization. So with that being said, I want to welcome Mr. Sean Drake to our wonderful podcast here. And I I'm, I'm, want to
1: thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join us here. Glad to be here. I and mean, as you were talking, I was like, man, who's the special guest, man? This is going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's only one Incredible. of you,
0: man. There's no comparison, Right. right?
1: Oh my gosh, man. Yeah. It's been, um, it's been a ride and, and still going. So, you know. But that's what makes it fun, right? You know? That's what makes it fun, man. It's all about the journey. So, (laughs) but, but thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
0: So if if you don't mind, give us a little bit of insight on, you know, your managerial experiences. I know you was in the cell phone industry for a little while. So tell us about, about that
1: experience if you don't mind. Uh, not at all. So, um, you know, like like I think there is a um, there's a large group of people out here, even still to this day, that are working at a place but don't know what they want to be when they grow up. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I was one of those people kind of coasting through life. And I've always been a great employee. You know, I'm not going to miss any days. I'm going to show up every day. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I just you know, when you're you're just kind of going through the motions. And so um, I've always been in um, kind of a retail sales oriented business my entire pretty much since I started working. I mean, my first job was really scooping ice cream at 31 Flavors, which was an incredibly fun job. I did that at 15. Um, You know, you start as the grunt man, you know, wiping baseboards and cleaning blenders and, and stuff like that. And, you know, running to get ice cream out of the freezer. And then, you know, one day you ain't, you know. You ain't washing lettuce no more. So they let you make the milkshakes and the banana splits, man. And so while that was a fun job, that's not a very serious job. Uh, You know, it's a perfect job for a 15-year-old. Scary thing I will say before we move on is – Going back to 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 visit that place some 10 years later and some of the people that I was working with were still working there. That was a terrifying thing for me. Yeah, right. that was a very terrifying thing for me because I said, the pay is not good here at all. So why are you still here, right? Exactly. Um, so that, that was a little bit of motivation for me personally when that happened to me. But um, from there, I'd always been in a retail sales, um, you know, environment. And my takeaway from that and how that applies to being in management and leadership is um, you know, working in a sales environment. I and mean, it doesn't matter what it is, if you're interacting with the public, you're in a sales environment. Yes. You know, and and the sooner you come to grips with that, you know, like, oh, I don't like to sell, I don't want to sell. Every I mean, 90% of everything's a sales environment. Oh, absolutely. And so, you know, the sooner you the sooner you, you know, in you know, take that in. The better a salesperson, the better a manager, leader you're going to be. So, you know, my my first kind of retail sales job was was um, I used to sell gym shoes for a company that was called the Finish Line, which is still in business today as a competitor of uh, Foot Locker and Champ Sports.
0: I haven't heard of them in years. Yeah, man, uh,
1: <laughs> we were making some noise back in the day, man. We yes, had you scare. but. Uh, you know, so that was that was really where I learned sales techniques. I mean, as simple as it was, I mean, it was a low-paying job. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, probably two bucks above minimum wage. But they in, they invested heavily in their in their salespeople and their representatives that were interacting with the public. And uh, I learned something very important working at that job, and that was um, if you don't learn the process, doesn't matter what it is, you're going to fail. And very good I, point. What I quickly realized is that there's a process to selling. The reason people don't like selling or being in sales is because they don't understand the process. And if you just get good at the process, then you're gonna have massive success. It doesn't matter who you are, you can have a dry personality. Uh-huh. You know, I, I I tell people this all the time, I'm a very shy, bashful person. They don't believe me, but I am. And uh, you know, but I've gotten good at the process over the years so that it doesn't bother me anymore. You know, I'm not as shy as I used to be. I still for a moment have that little. Uh, you know, but then I get over it very quickly. Right, and so I learned. I learned there the process. From there, I, I went and worked for a, a major department store. Um, I was at Bloomingdale's. That was fun.
0: <laughs> there you but, go. <laughs> uh,
1: and and but again, that same process applied. Well, the reason I had success there is because that same process that I had, you know, selling everybody's favorite gym shoes, uh-huh. uh, you know, applied selling high end you know, appliances, cookware, you right. know, area rugs, all these things, you know, the difference is somebody's not spending $150, they might be spending $15,000, but the process is the same. Well, now that, that brings up a question to me. Yeah.
0: You're saying there's a process and I absolutely yep. understand that and I get that. One of the other key things that I always hear people talk about, or maybe not always, but a lot of people different talk about is when you're in sales, regardless of what it is like you're talking about. Yep you are selling yourself people all, have to know you and like you so you're selling yourself number one what are your thoughts on that is that a, a real factor in things
1: 100%, 100% correct um you know in in every in every phase of 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 the situation if, if for one moment they don't like you then it becomes does the product or service that they're coming to get outweigh the fact that they don't like you.
0: Yeah. And if,
1: now, now that product and service has to be, you know, really scarce. Right? So yeah, if I'm going to go buy something and this is the only place that has it in stock and I can only deal with it, then, then you're going to have to put up with the crappy attitude of the salesperson or the storekeeper, whoever that is. Uh-huh. But if that product or service is in abundance and I can get it anywhere, oh man, it the, the pendulum swings the other way. I got to really like you to want to buy it from you. And at the moment that I don't like you and I have an abundance of product or service, I'm out. And most sales reps don't understand that. Most people interacting with the public don't, doesn't understand that. And so, that's why, you know, real quick, that's why I I, I put such an emphasis on my physical appearance uh-huh. and, you know, making sure my clothes are, or look a certain way. And, you know i keep myself together you know and and you know making sure that you're combed and trimmed and right. you know everything is up to snuff because people judge you you shouldn't but people judge you you and know that's, that's the fact the right yeah and then and then from there the process starts but the first part of that process the first part of that sales process is an introduction and building rapport that's number one yes so if <laughs> if i don't if you don't like me it's over
0: and that goes along with being a leader in mm-hmm. my opinion as well you have to have the skills, the trust and the knowledge to be able to sell your ideas to the people that you're leading. Or Absolutely. In. And so Absolutely. Can you elaborate on, on some of those things and how that kind of incorporates.
1: Yeah. So I'll start by saying the thing that most people want, and that's that leadership sucks. <laughs> <laughs> the leader has to do yep. a lot of work that
0: most people don't realize.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the leader is probably the person that loses the most in leadership. Uh-huh. And um, and here's why that is. You know, along the lines of what you're talking about is a lot of times a, a really good leader, great leaders can, can kind of not just see down the road, but they can also see down the road and around the corner. Yes. And a lot of times we, we can see something coming that, that can potentially be a hindrance or a detriment to you. And we want to help you But I can't coddle you. I I can't I can't do it for you if I'm a good leader. If I'm a good leader and I and I want you to grow, then I have to prepare you. And there's a difference. Give the skills, the knowledge. Yes, yes. And that rapport is key in that because some, some people, you know, you they just just in their feelings, man. You know, it's like you try to yeah. tell them, oh my God, he doesn't like me or oh, he's picking on me or whatever. She's picking on me. Oh my God, they, they don't want me to. It's like, no, I'm trying to prepare you for what's coming. I can see what's coming. Yeah. I'm Believe it or not, I've you.
0: been there and I'm not scared yeah. to say it now, but you know, I've done a lot of personal growth, which we all do in time. You know, we all and, do, you know? we, all do.
1: <laughs> we all do. And it, it's tough, you know, so as a leader, you, you, you know, you take that on. And, um, but again, like what we were just talking about, you know, your, your relationship or your rapport with, you know, your team or whoever you're leading is key because unlike the military, military has forced leadership, right? You do what I say or I kill you kind of thing. <laughs> right. In most organizations, that's not the case. It's really <laughs> a volunteer army. Yes. You know, uh, you're here. A lot of times places are offering you a paycheck uh-huh. or some type of compensation. And so, again, because that thing that I want, in this instance, the pay or the compensation may be greater than the other place I came from, I'm willing to deal with a bad leader. But in, in certain situations where it's truly a volunteer, we're in a volunteer army, if the pay is not that good, I don't have to put up with this and I don't have Absolutely. to deal with it. And, and so that's, that's where it, it becomes difficult. And, and so, again, that, that process of, of, as a leader, building rapport with your team, so vitally important. But I learned that at the beginning, before I was even in a position of leadership, I, I learned that from just dealing with the public, interacting with the public, yes. and finding out what people want. I think that's something that's sorely missed today. Um, you know, I consider I myself a, a person with some means, right? Maybe not considerable, like some of the folks I know, but I've got some means, uh-huh. above average means. And I go into a place and there's something that I desire that I want to, you know, leave with, purchase, whatever. And I find it interesting that very few people these days actually take the time to find out what you're looking for or what it is that your needs are or, or what's going on. And they're very curious as to why they're not more successful. Yes. And the reason is because you're not taking the time. You're not going through the process. Right. And part of that, that process is, under, what? why are you here? What's up? You know, it's a Sunday Absolutely. afternoon, it's beautiful outside. Why are you here in my store? I have to be here. You don't. Why are you here? People right. don't do that anymore.
0: And that's, so that's, I totally agree. Yeah,
1: it, it, it's, it, it, it's non-existent. And you can pick whatever industry, restaurants, you can, you can retail sales, you know, big ticket items, cars, homes. Um, you know, it, it people just don't know how to ask you or find out genuinely, uh, why are you here? It's not they don't have the empathy. No, no, no,
0: yeah. not at all. And empathy all. Is, is important in in the in knowing and building that relationship. Am I correct there? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because and it
1: doesn't take long.
0: No, no. And it's like you're saying, you're getting on their level knowing them. So yeah. you can actually kind of guide them without them knowing you're guiding them to yeah. what the, their end goal is. Is that correct
1: there? You're 100% correct. Okay. And it's the, the the great leaders are able to do that. And and so for me, it's something I'm still working on. Um, you know, I, I had a situation earlier today where I was um, dealing with a person on my team and she's feeling it, uh-huh. you know, she, she's getting beat up by life, which I kind of told her, I said, you're going to get, you're going to start to get beat up by life. And here's why. Uh-huh. Oh, I got it under control. You, you, Robbie, you know, be, oh, I got it under control. <laughs> You don't know what he's talking about. He's just making up stuff. ah. And then here comes the phone call today. Uh, you know, I'm, I need to take a little bit of a step back. I'm getting beat up. And this was a hard call for me to make. And I said, why? I said, I saw it coming. And I was trying to prepare you right. were listening to me. So I said, I said, it's OK. I'm not going anywhere. Right. Be back. Take care of what you need to take care of. Come back. So that's it. Yeah. And, yeah. It's and so- that brings up another really good point.
0: To be great leaders, where does leadership ultimately start? Does it start with yourself and guiding yourself and being disciplined with yourself and making sure that you're doing what you have to do before you can really
1: help others succeed in in their goals? Absolutely. Um, And I'll I'll give a personal journey. Um, I posted this up on my social media um, yesterday or day before, day before. Um, January, Somewhere between January and March 2021, coming out of COVID.
0: Yes. Um, I saw that post.
1: Very I, good. Man, I, I was battling, most people don't know this. I was battling depression. Um I was I was not happy with, you know, myself, uh-huh. my family, the world. I mean, nobody knew what was happening. Everything that we knew was pretty much out the window, you know, and it was it was like literally putting the planet on punishment.
0: Right.
1: And so I gained. A ton of weight, man. I mean, coming out of COVID, I was 253, almost 254 pounds. Wow. Um, my health was starting to fail. Um, you know, I'd gone in to get my my annual physical. My doctor said, Mr. Drake, you're a very smart person, but there's two things that I see here. that are, are red flags that are going to kill you if we don't get these things under control. And uh, one was my A1C, the other was my cholesterol. And uh, he, you know, and he looked at me and he said, A1C, we can, we can get that under control quickly. He said, but the cholesterol is contrary to popular relief a, a bigger issue. He said, I would rather die than go through open heart surgery. And I had a young doctor look across the table and tell me that. And it it frightened me. Yes. And so I started on this, um, you know, I kind of re-engaged on a personal development, physical health and wellness journey. And so today, you know, I went from two 253 and a half pounds down to, you know, the lowest I've been here in in the last thirty days, is probably about two seventeen. Wow. And, uh, um, you know, and, and so yeah, I mean, my BMI was like a thirty six. It's now it's down like a twenty three. You know, my pants size was like a forty two. Now I'm I'm you know flirting with going down to a thirty
0: four. congratulations.
1: Thank you, and and but the journey's not over. And so I took that after picture two years later, and I posted it up, and that thing has been engaged like fifteen hundred times online. It shocked me. Oh yes. So so to answer that question of where does leadership start? It it starts with you and making a decision that here here's the goal. Here's what I want to accomplish. And that's a strategy. You know, I want to lose weight. I want to make more money. I, I wanna I want to build a bigger business. I want to build a bigger team, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. That's a strategy. How are we gonna do it though? Right. That's a tactic, right? So I want to lose weight. What are you willing to do to to lose that weight? Right. For me, it was I need to hire a personal trainer. I need to get a gym membership. I need to eat better. Those are tactics. Yes, absolutely. And and, and then, right, the accountability piece comes in. The leadership comes in in that daily accountability. Did Uh I do what I said I was going to do? Did I did I I'm not a secret goal person. So I told everybody I got to get this weight off me. And so it was hard. It was humbling. And and so I felt, you know, I got back in the gym and I felt weak, you know, and 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 so I realized that I'd let my habits get out of whack. So that leadership comes. It started with me. Right. I want more longevity. I want to do more things. And and so then now that discipline, like you just mentioned, that's part of my accountability. That's part of our tactics of how we're going to attack this goal. And we're going to get in here every day for, you know, at least three days to start. We want to ramp up to five days. All right. We're there. You know, we got to eat better. We got to pay closer attention to what we're eating. How are we going to do that? We got to we got to start looking at the things that are killing us and and eliminating those things from the from the diet. Gone. Right. And and then the same thing is true in business. You know, it's you know, I lost one of my best friends in the whole world last year. And, you know, May 1st, he passed away.
0: Oh. That's
1: horrible. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate that. But, you know, it, I was immediately grief stricken. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think I was fully depressed, but I was close. Right. Um, you know, I mean, this is a person I've known 30 years and he just up and died on me suddenly. That's and, always hard. Uh, very hard. I mean, we were close, close. And so, but the the flip side of that coin is we were close and I knew what his expectations of me are. Uh-huh. And here again comes that leadership, that discipline. So a lot of my friends are still dealing with it. And they right. should, because uh-huh. it was a hard, it's a tough loss. I mean, I mean, if you added up 10 of us, he's better than all 10 of us times five. He's that good of a person. right? And, and however, um, I knew that he would be looking to me to kind of be that person to help get everybody through,
0: uh-huh.
1: and I don't know if I'm doing a hundred percent good job of it, but I knew that I needed to get on the other side of that grief and on the other side of that feeling bad a little quicker than everybody else.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: so again, there's that leadership of here's the goal. We're all beat up, but I can't allow us to stay here. I can't harp here. It's not. Right. It's not serving it. It's not serving any of us. So here comes that leadership, and again, that self discipline of. Getting through that grief, dealing with it, embracing it, not suppressing it, letting it out, letting the tears out, whatever. Scream, yell, shout, go talk to somebody, read a book, take a trip, be by yourself, whatever, get through it quick. Uh-huh. So that We can get to the other side of it. Now, here we are coming into 2024, still hurts, but I have a renewed sense of, man, there's some hope here. You know, we have a chance to have the best year ever here. And so... That's part of leadership that I say It sucks. Yes. It sucks. You're yeah, never going to make everybody happy.
0: No, oh, no, you're never going to do that. Absolutely right.
1: You're 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 um, I had one of my very good um friends in, in our business here say to me, he said, Sean. He said, leadership sucks for a couple of reasons, but here's here's the thing you got to understand. You got to make a call. You got to make a decision, no matter what it is, and then stick with that decision, whatever your reasons are for the decision. Evaluate them, pros and cons on either side, but make a decision knowing that you're not going to please everybody.
0: And that's Very the hard good.
1: part about leadership. When you truly care about people, you really have a rapport with people. Sometimes you're going to make a call that they don't like. Yes. And that's okay. Because there's absolutely. been times people have made a call that I didn't like. But right. also being a good leader is knowing when to be a great follower. Exactly. And knowing when you got to just kind of fall in line because for the greater good, it may be better. That's a tough pill to swallow, man.
0: Absolutely. And and then another quick question here that just kind of got my my wheels turning here. Yeah. Uh, As you said, you started out, you know, wiping the baseboards, working Mm -hmm. your way through different events and things like that. As you've moved up through your career, where did you learn your leadership skills, and how do you continue to polish them as we move forward?
1: Great question. so um, Tom Matthews, you know, our our, our great leader, uh-huh. said to me once many moons ago, I mean, 2024 would be 19 years I've been in this industry, man. And um, Tom Matthews said to me one day, he said, um, there's no greater book than, than the one that you wrote yourself. Wow. And I, and I didn't understand what he was talking about when he said it. Like most times, right, let me back up a second. How I started developing leadership skills is getting in the room with people that I perceive were better leaders than me. Uh-huh. No, step one. If you're the smartest leader or the best leader in the room, trust me, you are in the wrong room. Right. I want to be the worst leader in the room. And I want to get in the room with the people who are the better leaders. Uh-huh. And so as I started exposing myself to people that were part of our firm, the Tom Matthews of the world, the Bill Mitchells, Bill Barnett we have here locally. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the Kim schoolers of the world yes. and so on and so forth. These, these great people who were a part of our firm from the beginning. And I was a young, you know, pup when I started I didn't know anything about leadership and, and all that stuff. No, work hard. right? I started get in a room with them. So step around, get in a room with them. Uh-huh. People that you perceive as better, le- whatever it takes. There are Robbie, there are meetings I snuck into. I wasn't supposed to be in there. <laughs> they were, they were SMD meetings. They were EMD and above CEO meetings. Uh-huh. Right. EVC meetings. I-, I got notes from those meetings. That's they were talking about. Did not apply, but there were some leadership concepts that were in there that they were talking about that I was there for. Right. Yeah. If you throw me out, you throw me out. But while I'm here, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get this information. And um, that's what I did. So I, I forced my way into the room of the people that, that I perceived as better leaders than me. How did I perceive they were better leaders than me? Their houses were nicer. Their cars were better. Their bank accounts were bigger. That's how I perceived who was a better leader here as far yeah. as being around our company. Right. right. And I started taking notes. Those notes started growing. They went from a notepad to two notepads to ten notepads. Then it turned into a spiral notebook. Then it turned into a leather journal that's got five hundred pages in it. Then it starts getting digital, man. And then all of a sudden, you look up after a little while, and you've got all these notes everywhere. Uh huh. And some of them are, you know, how do you do this business? And then sometimes they're, you know, little quotes you wrote down for when you're not feeling your best, when you're down in the dumps, or you had a tough day. And you know, you refer to it, and you're like this is what Tom was talking about. There's no better book to read than the one that that was written by your own hands. Right. And, and so all those collections of notes from being in the room started, it starts getting into you. Right. There's no, I say, I say all the time to my friends, people reach out to me, I say, Oh man, you know, you lost so much weight. You're doing so, so well and How do you do it? And I say, it starts by just going to the gym. If you just go to the gym every day, even if you don't have a plan, if you just went to the gym every day, accidentally, you'd lose 10 pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd accidentally, you lose 10 pounds. If you just swiped your card, went through the turnstile, and just went in the gym, yeah. just went in and just said, you know what? While I'm here, I, I see what that person's doing. Let me do what they're doing. Right. That person's doing. Let me do what they're doing. And then I know this machine over here. This is a treadmill. This is electrical. So I'm just going to walk here for 15 or 20 minutes on each one. And I'm going to do a couple things. I see these folks. Over here. If you just accidentally did that every day, you, you you'd lose 10 pounds. I promise you. The same is true in business when it comes to leadership. If you just accidentally got in the room with the good leaders and you just shut up, right? And then you just listened. Uh-huh. Just went in the room, pen and paper, these two things, and just listened. Right. You actually start to become a good leader. Uh-huh. simply because you would start to absorb some of the things that people are saying in that room that are way better leaders than you are. Right. And I did that. That's how I started on the leadership journey. Then to, to me, there's like three parts to it. First, get in the room with the better leaders. Uh-huh. second, there's some non-negotiable things that you have to get associated with in your life to become a good leader, right? you got to know who John Maxwell is. you need to know who Brian Tracy is, right you you need to know who some of these incredible authors who have written books on leadership and leadership development and you know how to how to be b- better with people. you got to know who Dale Carnegie is. you know you you, yes. you just gotta go read their material and I'm still. You know, every time we go somewhere and a leader says, oh, man, I'm reading this book, my ears perk up. What book did you read? Yeah. yeah. And between Audible, between Apple Books, Kindle, Nook, you know, whoever, uh-huh. download the book. You can oh, cool. instantly on this thing. Yes. And take a little time, take an hour a day and read a few pages and read a few yeah. pages, read a few pages. And I think that's the bridge is getting in the room you gotta there are just certain books you gotta read and you read those books sometimes you gotta read them two or three times yeah (laughs) yeah, man you know and and then you start it starts linking up things that you heard at that meeting oh man that kind of sounds like what this person was saying in this book and i see how now it was applied over here right those are the first two things that you got to do here's the third thing that you got to do and this is where people get real scared you got to apply that knowledge Absolutely. You got to take a chance. Yes. Right? But you got to be unafraid that if it fails, that didn't work for me. (laughs) Yo, that that didn't work for me at all. I want to go do something else or I want to tweak this. Or how about this? At this point, you probably have a leader that you would consider a mentor. Uh Hey, can I take you to lunch today? I want to talk about what I'm working, what I'm struggling with, what I've tried to do. How did you overcome that? Can you help yes. me with that? And absolutely. all of a sudden, man, it, it just starts to come together, you know. But a funny thing happens. Um, you know, bad habits can't live where good where good habits are.
0: Yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely right. Impossible. Impossible. Yes. You and- know, I was the I was the two sodas a day kind of guy. I love Pepsi and Coke and all that stuff. Right. right? You know, and no wonder I was two hundred fifty three pounds. Right. I'm, <laughs> drinking, I'm drinking three, four, five sodas a day. Right. Uh And now all of a sudden you could set an entire case down in front of me and it's safe. Like it's not going anywhere because the good, the good habits have come to replace the bad. So, you know, you got to get those habits in you, those leadership development, you know, you got to get up and say those affirmations, man, and you got to believe in yourself.
0: Absolutely.
1: And uh... And it it just, it just starts to take off. It it
0: really does. You're you're absolutely right. I couldn't agree agree more with you. And as we're getting close to the end of this episode, I just want to make, you know, one more kind of reinforcement of what you were just talking about with step two. As many of you know, I still work at the fire department and we got a new fire chief in uh, a little over a year ago where I work and to kind of compare night and day, our old chief, I respect him. He was a good guy. He did not have the leadership skills, to carry us to the next level. Not trying to talk bad about the guy, but mm-hmm. each person has their own own leadership style and skills. With our new chief come in, I hadn't really talked to him much, but about a month ago, he was at my station, and we was just chit-chatting, general conversation. Now, chief, I got a question for you. I said, I know you're here. I said, but outside of fire department, what books do you recommend for leadership? He rattled off three or four different books. He said, I've got two of them at home. I will bring to you for you to read. So instantly, just like you said, I had two books complimentary loaned to me to help build me up to make me a better leader. Not going to cost me a dime. No. And I can sit there and pick his brain about how to be a better leader because he's not only is he a fire chief, he's also in the National Guard, uh, Air Force. So he's got two different aspects of it there. So that's right. just another wealth of knowledge, you know. I'm learning from you and all of our other team leaders, yeah. But I'm also picking everybody else's mind there, and I think that's what we have to do. And I don't know if you ever listened to John Wilkin, but he is an excellent author that deals with SEAL team uh, maneuvers and leadership skills. I've been listening to him, and man, it's just mind blowing about how I can apply that to what I'm doing with our company, as long as as well to the fire department. So it's very rewarding for me to be able to talk to you and all of our other leadership along with him to continue to build my skills. That's one reason I've started this podcast is to help me, one, build my, yeah, I'm being a little bit selfish, I'll admit it. But I'm going to help build my leadership within me. But also if I can spread this knowledge and this information to the next person, that's what it's all about. You know, we want to build the best people and to build their leadership to the best of their ability. And I think with this knowledge, and like you said, knowledge and then implement, take action. Because without the action. action, the knowledge is useless.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, Le- leadership is not ethnocentric. It's not specific to one group or another. It, it It's actually, you know, everywhere. If you allow it, if you allow action. leadership, if you seek leadership, it's there. Yes. but you got to humble yourself
0: that that's yeah. it 100 well Absolutely. i want to thank you for joining us on this episode i don't want to take up too much of your time i know you're a busy man but we we do appreciate you coming on and sharing your knowledge and taking this time to share that with us anytime robbie anytime my friend <laughs> well we look forward to hearing seeing y'all on the next episode y'all have a great day